Hey guys, and welcome to the official podcast of Develop Yawment, Develop Yawment Unplugged. And this is episode 12, and in episode 12 we're going to be covering, what are we going to cover today? <laughs> we're going to be talking about suppressing your personality. Uh, I think it's the thing that a lot of us do, sometimes just for short periods of time, sometimes for very long periods of time. Um, due to certain cultural, societal influences, due to judgments we receive, due to... Things we've been encouraged to do and not to do. Uh, sometimes we start suppressing part of our personality. Yeah. We start saying, okay, this part of me is maybe not so good. It's maybe not so pretty. It's maybe not so great. So I'm going to not express it. I'm going to not show it. Uh, sometimes it's also because of experiences we've had. We've been rejected on that side of our personality. We've done something stupid or that we feel was stupid on that side of our personality. We've gotten into trouble for it or we feel we've hurt someone uh, with it. Uh, various things can happen, but somehow we'll start judging it and seeing it as a problem and we want to avoid repeating that problem. So we start saying, okay, this part of my personality, I'm not going to show it publicly. Yeah, so so exactly, uh, as my sister says, if you don't know her, it's Itzel, my sister. Mm -hmm. I'm Yannick, by the way. And uh, yeah, so... Today's episode, we're going to be ta talking about this this thing that we all do. We're all bad when it comes to this. Because the, the reality is we go through life and we get rejected. We fail at things. We make mistakes. As I mean, there are so many moments where we, we don't have the mental clarity. We don't have the, the patience and things happen and... And then we blame it on certain character traits. We blame yeah. it on our personality. And we just conclude that that's wrong. And the reality is many of the things that we consider wrong or bad or risky from our personality can actually be absolutely great strengths yeah. if we know how to direct our personality properly, if we know how to recharge our battery, if we know how to work our insecurities. And... Um, in this episode, uh, for those of you who join us regularly, you'll know that sometimes we talk about personality theory. Let me just give a recap for those who are new. Um, here at Develop Beyond, we talk about personality psychology, personality theory. We talk about entrepreneurship, well-being, overcoming fears. We talk about a lot of different topics, and uh, but we do it in a way that... When we talk about personality psychology, we do it because we don't want to be a one-size-fits-all solution. We want to take into account your context. Uh, we understand that what works for me, what works for my sister, what works for you, it's very different. So uh, we talk about personality theory, but with personality theory, obviously there's a risk. If it's not used in a smart way, it can end up being limiting. It can end up being a profile. It can be it become a box. So in develop development... We talk about how we all a mix of all the different personalities, but in different moments we step into certain personalities more than others. Some personalities are easier for us to operate in. Some require more energy. And uh, we kind of try to filter out all the noise and get a little bit more control over our instincts uh, and how to direct them to, to really have a much more positive impact. We talk about how when we are drained, when we are burned out, we use our personality in a more conflict-prone way. We're less patient, we're less kind, we have less uh, productivity, less mental clarity, etc. And we also talk about how when we're insecure, we also direct our personality in a less optimal way. I mean, we end up burning bridges, 
because we might become defensive, we might become forceful, we might become dramatic, we might escape, we might do many different things depending on our personality and our context. Of course, as we say in developed development, nothing is one size fits all. So, uh, and uh, obviously if you've been joining us for a while, you know that in some episodes we go in and talk about uh, the six elements of developed development. In, in developed development we talk about uh, six different elements that make up your personality. You can call them personality types, but understand that you're a mix of all of them. You're not just one of them. And uh, sometimes we talk in simple terms like introvert, ambivert, and introvert, ambivert, and extrovert. For those of you who need a little bit of clarity on that, extroverts are people who need higher social stimulus. Introverts are people who need less social stimulus, ambiverts are in between, they're quite flexible and enjoy and perform well on both sides of the spectrum, but they tend to not go to extremes. Um, and another thing that we mention every episode that's very important is don't mistake introversion and shyness. Shyness is fear of judgment, introversion is a need for less social stimulus. I am primarily extroverted, I'm an extroverted meaning ambivert, and I will be very honest, I have shyness in some areas of my life. There are moments that I become insecure, that I act in a more introverted-looking manner to the outside, but really it's motivated because of my insecurities. And also understand that there's no personality that's better than anyone else. In fact, introverts, they often... Uh, express that they want to become more extroverted because in some cultures and some societies and some jobs there are certain character traits that we associate with extroverts that get celebrated and uh, introverts end up feeling inadequate. Newsflash for you, us extroverts, we feel exactly the same way about you <laughs> introverts. Uh, I wish I could sit still and be organized and structured and do things uh, as beautifully and as intellectually as 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 wholesomely as 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 you introverts, uh, I don't want to generalize, obviously. But what I'm getting at with this is, all personalities have a lot of value. All personalities have impact. The best thing is learning to collaborate with other people with different personalities that can complement you. Learn to develop the personalities or or elements within you that are less developed, uh, so that you can build uh, capacities that you might not have as naturally developed. For example, fun fact, charisma can be learned. Uh, there's an expert, uh, I believe from Stanford, I'm not uh, sure where she's at right now, but uh, she, uh, she wrote a book called uh, The Charisma Myth, and uh, she's an introvert who learned to be very charismatic, and she studied many charismatic individuals throughout history and uh, has identified many different things that you can do actively to be more charismatic and, and to be perceived more as an extrovert because, as we say in developed development, we can step into any personality if we have enough desire, passion, if we have enough internal battery to have the flexibility to step out of our comfort zone. The most introverted person can act extrover uh, extrovert in key moments and the most extroverted person can act introvert in key moments. The challenge is when we are drained, when we are burned out, when <coughs> excuse me, when we don't have energy levels to sustain the effort. This is because when an introvert goes on stage or does public speaking or uh, uh, enters high social 
stimulus environments, their heart beats faster, the muscles get tenser, they start sweating more. The same thing happens when an extrovert tries to sit still in class all day without making noise and being all organized and structured. They also get anxious. They, they, their body has to work in overdrive. They can do it, but if they already start out the day with low battery, that, that becomes problematic. Uh, so in Develop Yelman, we explore how to get to those optimal uh, battery levels and how to um, uh, overcome insecurities and things like that. And in today's episode, uh, we will cover a little bit more about the elements than in, in maybe some other uh, episodes where we try to keep things a little bit more um, general. Um, because obviously, we always here on the podcast have to find the right balance between covering content and not going too much over time, uh, and that's always a challenge. But uh, I think I think we can do an effective uh, coverage of uh, certain nuances of the elements within the topic of today, which is suppressing your personality. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's get started. Do you want to go through a very quick run th- uh, through about the elements? Yeah giving a bit of context there, and then we can get in and have a, a more interesting conversation. Yeah. Yeah, if you look behind us here, you will see uh, the little icons that we have for the different elements. And they're and remember, if you're not watching this live and you're listening on Spotify, go on developyalman.com. You'll be able to see the energy scale, the elements portrayed on the front page. You don't have to search for it. It's <laughs> on the front page. Yeah. Uh, and... As Janik mentioned, we call it the energy scale because we have them listed from the very most extroverted type to the most introverted type. Uh, We start out with the electrotype, very, very, very extroverted, highly energetic people that are very social, very adventurous. They need a lot of change, movement, newness, excitement. They're people that uh, the more of an adrenaline rush they can get, the more excited the more recharged they'll be uh so you'll see them changing very often whether it's changing hobbies or changing where they live or changing jobs or changing something about their lives um they can be very playful very useful they joke around a lot uh these are people that even when they're 90 years old they're going to have that uh, spark uh, of a kid who's still curious about the world and still excited and ready to joke and ready to move and ready to do do fun stuff um and they're people whose brains work so fast. They'll share a lot of ideas because they're making connections between one thing and the other very, very quickly. They think out loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve behind the scenes said, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. And um, extroverts in general, you'll see they're more impulsive, whereas the more introverted you get, the more methodical people will be. So... It's it's needless to say, electric people will also be very impulsive. They're people that don't need to think much before they're ready for action. Um, Moving on to the next one is the fiery type. Also extroverted, but more focused, more mature, more uh, driven by certain results, certain projects. They're people that, you know, you can talk to them and they'll go for several hours talking about the same topic because they're so passionate about it. a kind of stereotype uh, that's not necessarily always literally true, but you know those workaholics that you know they're so invested in their job, they're so invested in what they're working on that maybe they forget about other parts of their lives. Uh, it's easier for fiery people to kind of fall into that because they are people that 
they always have a project. They always have something that they're passionate about. They want to move forward. They want to get results. They're also more likely to seek out leadership positions. Uh, all types can be leaders, and all types can be good or bad leaders. Uh, but fire types like leadership. They like being able to inspire people, move people, get results. Um, yeah. Going on to the ambiverts, we start off with the slightly more extroverted leaning of the two ambiverts, which is the aquatic type. These are people that are very sentimental, that are very romantic, that are very emotionally expressive. These are people that, you know, you've just met them. They're already sharing intimate aspects of their lives, their feelings. They're motivated a lot by how they feel. Uh, so for them, close personal relationships are extremely important. More than having a big crowd of people that they're with, it's those very special key people that they want to go deeper and deeper with, sharing their feelings, sharing their thoughts, sharing their life experiences, uh, feeling a sense of intimacy and a sense of trust with somebody. It's very regenerative for them. And more important than what they're doing, it's who they're doing it with. Um, since they are so emotionally expressive, that also means that good, bad, and ugly they'll tend to express their emotions very openly. So when they're happy, they're super happy and things are a fairy tale. When they're not so happy, things can get a bit dramatic. Um, Telenovela style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is the earthly type. Also ambiverted, slightly more introverted leaning. Um, these are people that really care about comfort and harmony for everyone. Uh, they're the kinds of people that will forget about themselves because they're so focused on taking care of everyone else's needs. Like, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you cold? Put on another sweater. Uh, if they don't have high battery levels, it can be a little bit over the top with how much they help other people. Uh, but when they are regenerated, when they are in a good mental and emotional state, these are people that will really support you a lot. And they like supporting people. They like helping people. For them, being able to help someone and then see that other person happier as a result is extremely fulfilling for them. Uh, there are also people that are very sensual. They don't always allow themselves to be it because they're so focused on other people's needs. But when we talk about sensual, it's, uh, it's a the broader senses, word. Yeah. It, it's, it's a broader use of the word. Uh, obviously, I know a lot of people will associate it with certain specific things. But just understand that they really can indulge in the... In the five senses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for them, things that smell nice, that feel nice, that taste nice, that sound nice, that look nice, uh, these are things that can be extremely enriching for them. I think all elements can enjoy it, but it's particularly characteristic of earthly people that they'll seek out comfort, softness. Uh, when they eat, they prefer eating something really delicious over just eating to get full. Uh, so in that sense is how they're very sensual people. The next one, we start with, we start going into the introverts, and the next one is the airy type. The airy type is very analytical. Both of the introverts are, uh, but in the specific case of the airy type, these are people that want to look at all the shades of gray, all the nuances. They want to understand how things work. They want to understand how people think. They want to understand why things happen the way they happen. They want to seek out solutions that create the least resistance and the least negative side effects. Uh, so they'll be thinking a lot, analyzing a lot, observing a lot. And as a result of that, they can get very overwhelmed uh, by all the stimulus they're taking in. So they also need a lot of personal space. And for them, 
being alone in like an open space, maybe in front of a window or outside or As whatever. As you can tell by her body uh, language <laughs> and her facial expressions, <laughs> she identifies a lot with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For every people feeling that sense of space when they walk into or out to some place uh, is extremely regenerative. It's something that recharges their batteries a lot uh, because they're very good at oversaturating themselves. <laughs> I think all of us of all personalities, sometimes we use our personalities against ourselves, and we'll talk a little no, bit about never. that today. Um, and the way in which the area type will do that is really just oversaturating themselves with so many thoughts about so many things uh, that even if they physically have space, sometimes mentally they won't yeah. uh, give themselves space. Uh, moving on to the last one, uh, the most introverted is the metallic type. These are people that also very analytical, but in their sense, it's more focused on they do want answers, they do want a conclusion because they're focused on practicality, pragmatism. They like having a certain routine. They like certain stability, um, predictability in life, because all of that frees up mental space for yeah. them. So if they know where things are going to be and how things are going to happen, then that frees up mental space for them to dig deeper into the things that they're very interested in. Uh, so you'll see them be a little bit more black and white in certain things. Like they'll spend a lot of time analyzing, but with a focus of eventually finding the answer of like, is this good, is this bad, is this gonna work, is this not gonna work? Um, and then they prefer to not reinvent, reinvent the wheel after yeah. uh, they figure something out, which means also sometimes they can get a bit stubborn or they can get fixed on certain ideas because they've spent so much time thinking about it, analyzing it, uh, figuring things out that they do become very committed uh, to some of their thoughts, thought patterns, ideas about the world. And they're also very direct in their expression. Uh, for them, being direct and clear in their expression is something that they value and they see as a very positive trait that creates more clear and easy communication. Uh, but since different people have different personalities, it doesn't always work out that way. They might say something very direct and to the point and it can come across as like hurtful to the other person or rude to the other person. Like, you know, if you ask a metallic person, how do I look in this? They're going to tell you the very honest answer yeah. uh, without sugarcoating it at all. So. You know, those are things that can happen. Um, yeah, those are the basics. <laughs> yeah, so now that we've provided that little context, uh, I think we can get into today's topic uh, with uh, a little bit more ease because uh, in today's topic, if we don't give examples of the elements, it, would, it wouldn't have the same impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, we are specifically today covering a topic that really is focused on personality theory. Yeah. Some weeks we focus a little bit more on entrepreneurship or fears and different things, but today we really got to tackle our personalities. Yeah. And there are many things that go into play when, when we talk about working and developing our personalities, but one thing that, that we've noticed, I mean, very, very, very strongly and very frequently in our travels, in our live events, is that people end up suppressing a side of them. Sometimes I meet electric people that have been uh, judged and rejected so much for being immature, being childish, being uh, irresponsible. Maybe they got into trouble and hung out with the wrong crowd and maybe were impulsive and made some bad decisions. And then all of a sudden they become afraid of their electric element yeah. and they start suppressing it and rejecting it and that's wrong. Instead of trying to figure out how can I use this and direct this, 
in a way that leads to a more productive life, a more impactful life, or just overall uh, using it as a, as a strength, you know. Uh, that's something we really have to explore. And uh, same with fire. I mean, uh, fire people, uh, many times they, uh, they've been judged for being too bossy, too um, serious, or too arrogant, or, or too workaholic, or too intense, or too passionate. Uh, and and that sometimes makes them shut down. I mean, I I'm primarily fiery, and I've lived in countries like Denmark that have the law of Yenta that says no one can be better than anyone else. And I've lived in Japan where there's the saying that the nail that sticks out gets hammered in. Many countries, Australia has the tall puppy syndrome or whatever it's called, where the plant that or the flower that grows faster than the others gets cut down to the same length as the others because it's prettier that way. So uh, we, like, for fire people, if if you've had that social context, you've had that narrative being told to you your whole life, it becomes very easy to be like, okay, I cannot celebrate my achievements, I cannot brag, I cannot, um, like, I cannot be better than anyone else. And that can lead to many different negative things. Like, for example, in my case, in school, I became lazy because I, w- I used to be more kind of competitive. I remember one time I did a 70-page project when you had to do a two-page project. I didn't get any extra praise or, like, there was no real celebration. This was in Denmark where they had the Yenselo. So they didn't really celebrate me enough based on the huge amount of work I put into it. So I was like, yeah... I'm not doing that again. Uh, <laughs> so I became lazy in school, for example, yeah. because I couldn't celebrate achievements. Uh, I uh, also uh, stopped celebrating myself and became very self-deprecating and started putting myself down. And yes, when I was tri- tired and fatigued and whatever, I would miscalculate and I would brag and I would use my personality in a not-so-kind way and I would get more rejection and it was a vicious cycle. But it wasn't beautiful. Uh, aquatic people, what happens to them? Yeah, aquatic people, because they're so emotionally expressive, uh, they'll also get rejected for that. You know, they'll share, they'll have, wear their heart on their sleeve. They'll share what they're feeling, what they're thinking. They're the kinds of people that maybe very early in a relationship, they're the first to say, I love you. Uh, Or that, you know, to their friends, are very emotionally involved and invested. Like, I love you so much. You're the best. Um, And sometimes they can receive rejections for that, like, because for other personalities, yeah, it seems like, hey, that's too much or that's too fast. Uh, but for the aquatic person, it's just so natural, sharing what they're feeling, sharing what they're going through. Um, and over time, they'll receive rejections for that. And at first, the instinct might be to get sad, upset, angry, express those emotions in a more dramatic way. Then they receive rejection for that. And it sort of builds up to this uh, situation where aquatic people feel that their emotions are a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, and then they have to get rid of them or suppress them or not express them. I mean, if you're aquatic, you've probably been told you're too emotional, stop being mm-hmm. so emotional, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, these yeah. are we all receive rejection that directly relates to our personality. Yeah. But it relates to our personality when we ourselves are insecure, when we are burned out, when we are stressed, when we are not controlling and directing and managing our personality. Exactly. So that's something we have to be aware of no matter what personality you have. Okay, yeah. continuing. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, with aquatic people, they'll maybe reach a point in their life where they're so afraid of sharing their emotions that 
They don't want to fall in love again. They don't want to be vulnerable again. They don't want to share their feelings again for fear of that rejection. Um, with earthly people, one thing that can happen with earthly people is that because they're so generous, so kind, so focused on others, uh, it can be very easy for them to fall into and stay a very long time in uh, toxic or abusive relationships. Uh, obviously, this is something that can happen to all of us, but earthly people just have so much extra patience, so much extra generosity, so much extra that feeling that it's their fault. There's like, a lot of empathy. Yeah, there's, there's so much empathy. They see, oh, it's because they're insecure. Oh, it's because they had this trauma in the past. Oh, it's because they're stressed at work. Oh, it's because of this. I, I often um, say on my earthly side that I'm like Teflon. Mm -hmm. there's nothing that you can do to me that will stick like negative and that's a lie in the sense that i very clearly have been greatly affected by abusive relationships in the past mm -hmm. but in the moment i don't let it stick i don't yeah. react i just kind of brush it off and it's like oh it's because that person is uh, a victim and is a this and made this and is stressed and is and i make a lot of excuses and I think in development, we always encourage more empathy, and empathy is mm -hmm. amazing. But there's a difference between having healthy empathy and um, justifying abuse. Yeah. And uh, earthly people certainly can get into to that. Yeah, and, and they because they're so empathetic and see what maybe the root issue is, they'll want to help. They'll want to support yeah, the other person. they want to be the saviors, they, the knight in shining armor. You know, they want to show them, oh, no, no, the world isn't as bad as it's been to you. Uh, I'm going to help you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to support you. And when it doesn't work and when the abusive behavior continues, they'll feel that it's because they failed in yeah. supporting and helping the other person. Uh, so as a result of that, it can happen that they've reached a point where they're afraid of being that way again, where they're afraid of being generous, where they're afraid of being kind, yeah. where they're afraid of helping people. Uh, and they sort of build up this tougher wall around themselves yeah. of, okay, I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to be as supportive. I'm not going to be as helpful because somebody's going to take advantage of me. No, I've, I've very clearly seen that in my life that I might take a risk in a relationship, be more expressed and more vulnerable. It might go to a bad pl uh, direction. And then like I end up being practically used. And then after that, it's like, I'm not doing that again. Mm -hmm. So, but the instincts are still strong. So we end up like in dynamics where like it, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge yeah. um, because earthly people obviously have such a strong need to help, such a strong need to uh, support people and be empathetic and understanding. And it's really hard to, to have enough mental clarity to know when someone really is receiving, when someone is growing, when someone is, is, is really also contributing to you, where it's a win-win yeah. situation, where it's not a one-sided relationship. And um, that's something where in all the videos we talk about for for earthly people, it's very important that they focus on helping the people that demonstrate gratitude, demonstrate growth, demonstrate that they are seeking the change that they're complaining about not having, right? Um, mm -hmm. Instead of uh, getting lost trying to help people who are never satisfied, never happy, yeah. always complaining. And um, because I know a lot of earthly people who have gotten fatigued trying to help but feel robbed of 
that side yeah. because they love to help, but because they've been so badly used that it's like all of a sudden they don't trust themselves, so they become that fake toughness. And it has happened to me. I, I've seen uh, many times where in my relationships I become kind of colder and take much longer to kind of become emotionally expressive and and do all the things i want to do in the relationship and express what i really want in a relationship because there is that fear of you know am i gonna get used again or or am i gonna justify things that i shouldn't justify right so so that that does happen with with earthy people yeah so yeah and and if we continue on to the airy type uh because they seek out so much personal space sometimes they get judged for like not being loving enough, not being warm enough, not, oh, you don't trust me, you don't love me, you're so cold, you're not part of the group, you're not part of the family. Um, I'm primarily area, and I definitely grew up with that a lot. And I had times in my life where I was convinced that I was a bad person. Uh, and you're a I terrible person. <laughs> and I was convinced that it would be irresponsible for me to start a relationship because sooner or later I would let the other person down based on all those rejections and based on all of those judgments of, hey, you don't truly love me. You know, I have so many exes who have told me, I know I love you more than you love me because I'm not as emotionally expressive, because I require a certain amount of personal space and alone time. Um, So, you know, airy people can get to a point where they feel like their introversion is a bad thing and that it's something that they that they feel very guilty about it. And on the one hand, they'll want to change it and they'll want to try and force themselves into more social situations to not let people down. But then they drain themselves so much that they need to escape. And airy people, when they're really drained, they can go months without going out, answering messages, much social contact. And so, you know, for the other person, it's like, hey, things were going well, and suddenly the person disappeared and there's no contact. Yeah. But on the airy person side, it's like trying to compensate and be extra extroverted uh, because they feel guilty about being introverted. They feel guilty for not showing up to social events, but eventually it just wears them out so much yeah. that they need extra time to recharge. Um, and and I've definitely lived in that mode for, for certain periods of my life. Um, and for metallic people too, that feeling that their introversion is a bad thing can come up. And and particularly with metallic people would be because they're so direct with the way that they speak that other people say, hey, you're rude, you're cold, you don't have manners, you're hurtful, you're heartless. Uh, you're heartless. How can you say such a thing? Uh, because for them, you know, metallic people are the type of people that, yes, they do have emotions, but they won't base their decisions so much on their emotions. They'll try to filter it out and be like, okay, okay, yes, I have my emotions, but right now there's this situation, so let me analyze the situation, figure out the right course of action for the situation, do that, and then I'll process my emotions. Basically, the way they use their emotions, direct their emotions, process their emotions, is a logical process. Like They're like, okay, so I'm feeling this, and that's because of this. And Obviously, when they're more drained, they might not have such control but they have their process yeah they have the process and it's important to them their process and yeah i mean it it does lead them to sometimes being labeled as as cold and sensitive things like that when they're just trying to be generous with their thoughts yeah. one thing that we talk about with mentality people is they tell you things directly 
as a favor because they think they would be doing you a disfavor if they were to filter their words or lie to or you. Or lie to you. They, they prefer yeah. direct honesty to the point, um, no filter. They think that's kind of the best way forward. Mm-hmm. And while certainly it can have a lot of value when it's timed correctly and mm-hmm. delivered correctly, sometimes, obviously, if they're insecure, if they're drained, it won't be delivered as correctly. And, yeah. and But they still end up with that constant narrative of you're cold, you're insensitive, etc., etc., which... Or you're you're too structured, you're too square, you're too this. I mean, because they they also have their routines and the processes yeah. and like getting them out and changing the mm-hmm. pants. Like if you change the pants and a metallic person last minute, it can move the whole world upside down. <laughs> uh, yeah, and both of the introverts still be more structured and more routine oriented. They need more mental preparation for yeah. certain things. They're uh, just not as impulsive. So, you know, if you suddenly change the plans on them, they'll be like, hold up, hold up. And they'll want to figure out all the details. Where are we going? When are we going? How are we going? What's happening to the thing that we were originally going to do? When are we doing that? How are we doing that? And it can be a very stressful thing for them. Uh, and then they'll get judged for that, like lighten up, have more fun. Yeah. Uh, also at a party, both of the introverts might just sit and people watch and be happy listening to the music or something like that. Uh, but since they're not expressing much excitement outwardly, they'll get told like, "Are you having fun? Are yeah, you okay?" The body <laughs> not as, 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 as outwardly, and and so so these examples, I, I mean, th- they are meant to paint a picture of how we all the different personalities can make mistakes, can uh, utilize certain parts of our certain character traits in a way that isn't received very well. And how that can in turn lead to judgment and rejection. Mm -hmm. But we have to remember, every single personality that we've just mentioned, when they're confident, when they're regenerated, they can direct their personality in an amazing way. An electric person can create so many new connections, can do work so fast, can uh, really... Uh, lighten the mood in an environment that's tense if they time it right, deliver right. Um, a, a fire person, they can uplift you, inspire you, make you see your own potential. They can uh, motivate you like uh, like few elements can. Um, an aquatic person, when they're regenerated, when they're confident, they can inspire you. They, they, they can make you feel loved, cared for, supported. They can make you feel... A, a bond that's so deep and so real and so raw that that it just can be like, wow, I've never felt such a, a, a rush before. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, an earthy type, when they're regenerated, when they are uh, confident, they can help you, support you. They can solve problems probably faster than anyone and better than anyone. They can be so considerate and empathetic and see the best in you even when you can't see the best in you mm-hmm. in the sense that they will be able to understand why you do the bad things you do without labeling you or judging you. Um uh, an airy type, when they're regenerated, when they're confident, they can uh, find solutions for problems uh, they, that no one can because they have such an analytical brain that connects so many dots, that observes uh, all the variables, all the details, really, as uh, Itzel said, it takes into account all the different shades of gray. They really take very wholesome approaches to their analysis. Uh, so... Obviously, when they're drained and secured, might go to a more negative place the narrative and they might need more space. But when they're regenerated, uh, confident, 
they can be so collaborative it's it's impressive mm -hmm. metallic people they can solve problems too because they can be critical without mixing in the emotions becoming defensive not always again if they're confident and regenerated they will be able to take a logical approach and find those problems find those areas find those flaws but instead of making you feel bad they will help you they'll support you to structure to make mm -hmm. better the infrastructure better the the quality of things improve things they will give you a certain level of awareness and and consciousness that other people are too afraid of sharing with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they really can uh, also provide a certain stability, a certain consistency that you just know you can depend on them because they are very consistent people. Yeah. They are not people that will, like, unless the environment is, is a mess, they will, if they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, it uh, so so with all the, the elements, when we talk about personalities, we don't want to suppress them due to insecurities. We don't mm -hmm. want to label one side about us as, oh, I'm emotional, I shouldn't be that, or I'm too bossy or too uh, workaholic, I shouldn't be that, or I'm too youthful and playful and childish, whatever, I shouldn't be that. Uh, uh, like, I'm too cold, I shouldn't be that. No. Be like, okay, so this character trait that they are complaining about, why is it that they're complaining about it? Mm -hmm. In what context? In what moment? Why? Okay, so now I understand this made this person feel that way. Okay, how can I use this character trait in a positive and productive way? And every pitfall can be turned into something positive. Yeah. I mean... Uh, with my fiery side, there's a very fine line between being arrogant and being inspiring. Sometimes I miscalculate, sometimes I mess up. Yes, but there's, there's a fine line. And b there was a point where I had just shut down anything that was related to, to projecting confidence was wrong. Mm -hmm. Now I realize false confidence, overcompensating confidence, like those things are not beautiful. But a confidence that inspires others, that uplifts others, that makes them see possibilities, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so, like, we all have to reflect, okay, this thing that has been judged a lot about me, how can I direct that in a way that has a great impact? Yeah. Being emotional, like an aquatic. Yeah, sure, if it uh, that you only express drama, uh, neediness, insecurities, blah, blah, well, obviously it's not going to be nice. But if you direct it in a positive way uh, that enriches relationships. Wow, beautiful. Yeah. So you should never be afraid of any part of your personality. I know too many people that are like, this is too risky. If I embrace that side, I'm going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to burn bridges. Uh, I have electric friends who are afraid that they will make impulsive decisions, miscalculated decisions, never finish anything, so they, they don't want to embrace that. I know fire people who are afraid of speaking up and having a voice because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing and having a foot-in-mouth moment uh, and offending someone by being too passionate in the delivery. I know too many aquatic people who are afraid of uh, loving again, sharing their emotions, uh, like embracing their emotions. I know too many uh, uh, um, earthly people who are afraid of uh, being taken advantage of again, of being victims of abuse by wanting to help people uh, that end up shutting down their generosity but end up being tense because they so strongly want it. Uh, I know too many airy people who, who uh, just feel 
that they are lost or feel that they um, are wrong or selfish or inconsiderate because they need so much alone time that th they feel selfish yeah. and and feel that they they don't have it much to contribute because maybe they turn invisible because they they use the personality in moments to kind of hide and then they are surprised as to why people don't see them <laughs> and uh, like so then they feel bad about that and then they judge themselves and then they get stuck in that vicious negative cycle instead of breaking it I know too many metallic people who who are afraid of uh, like uh, hurting people's feelings because they've told they've been told that they've they've had a very different impact than what they expected. I've I've seen many many metallic people make mistakes with their delivery with their directness and have that turn into a reaction that blew totally out of control. And after that, being like afraid of speaking up and being like mm -hmm. instead of saying directly be like are you sure you want my opinion are you sure you want me to opinion uh, and express myself because you know how i am you know how i am mm -hmm. like I, I are you sure like so so we have to be aware of that but there's another conversation that that we have to have yeah. because it's not just suppressing our personality due to insecurities i mean Yes, I think it's the primary motivator as to why we suppress our personality. But we have to also talk about the consequences. Yeah. Because, yes, we have described that by neglecting it, by draining it, by being insecure, things happen. But what else happens when... Yeah, no, one of the things that some of us maybe don't realize happens when we suppress part of our personality is that... You know, we're all a mix of all the elements and we'll usually have like maybe two or three that really dominate and, and that are the easiest for us to operate in, right in the most natural to us and that play a bigger part of our lives. Um, and when we suppress one of those, the other ones have to work in overtime. Yeah. Uh, and that's something I've definitely experienced a lot in my life because in my case, I'm airy and electric. Yeah. So they're on almost opposite sides of the scale they have very different instincts very different needs uh, very different ways of approaching things and you know when i'm in school or at work or you know focused on things where introverted traits are helpful to have i'll let my airy side kind of reign and take over that so people will know me as more airy, more introverted, more quiet, the one who you know, sits in the back of the class, is always organized, does things on time, and so on. And then they'll see me outside of that environment. And during my childhood, that would be hanging out with friends on the weekend, at a birthday party, or a school trip, or something like that. And suddenly my, my electric side would come out and would start joking and being silly and singing and dancing and all these things. Um, you know, growing up, I loved to completely mismatch clothing. Uh, like, ooh, this looks fun, this looks fun, this has stars on it, this has this fun color, this has glitter. You know, and I would mix and match things in such a way that kind of made other people a little embarrassed of me. I won't name names, but some people were a little me? bit... never, <laughs> never. And, you know, it was such a contrast that people would be shocked. And there would be, like, what happened to you, what's going on, what's wrong with you. And they wouldn't know how to deal with the two because... I was treating them as so separate uh, that there were two different extremes that people didn't know how to deal with. And over time, I thought, okay, 
my lecture side faces a bit more rejection. This is when people say, what's wrong with you? What's happening? Uh, you're annoying, things like that. So I decided I'm not going to be electric anymore. I'm just going to be airy. And very quickly, I got so drained because I didn't have, first of all, almost half of my personality was getting drained because I was suppressing it. But also my airy side was in charge of everything now. It's in, it was in charge of managing my friendships. It was in charge of birthday parties and school trips. It was in charge of the types of situations where my electric side would have been great and that were a little more difficult for my airy side. Yeah. Not impossible, but more difficult. And I got so drained. I, you know, disconnected from the world for survival because... I was exhausted all the time. I had trouble waking up in the mornings. I had trouble doing things. I couldn't stand social situations. I would, you know, I was the type of person that always had my headphones in, always with music. And like during class and during uh, dinner time and times when I had to be social, I couldn't stand. I was just sitting there waiting, waiting. When can I leave? When can I leave? When can I leave? Um, and that's one of the things that happens when we suppress part of our personality. The other parts of our personality have to take over. Yeah. And it starts with us feeling an internal conflict or thinking maybe these parts of me are not compatible or maybe this part of me gets rejected more or maybe this part of me causes more trouble so I want to avoid those mistakes and those problems. But we end up gaining a new type of problems because having that variation in our personality gives us more flexibility. It gives us more capacities to deal with various different situations in our lives. Like I know there are times when my lecture side is way better than my airy side yeah. at dealing with certain things. Uh, I know when my life is full of surprises, which right now it is a very kind of crazy and unpredictable life because of the whole entrepreneurship route that we've taken. And my electric side is so useful for that because my airy side gets drained. My airy side is like, yeah. just just let me breathe. Just let me be able to plan things and predict <laughs> things for once. Um, whereas my electric side is more able to kind of go with it and have fun with it. Yeah. So, you know, all of us will have different elements that dominate and that we can use in different moments that have different strengths. And when we suppress one of them, when we cut one of them out of our lives, it's, it's like having a flat tire on your yeah. car you know all your other tires they're gonna wear out so much faster because they're doing all the work of the one that's flat oh, that's a, that's a great example because i mean in a car ideally you have four well inflated wheels that support each other and distribute the weight yeah um and if you have one that's flat all the others going overdrive they wear out faster but also you have less stability you have less safety you have less you can like everything like it you end up wasting gasoline too because yeah. you, like it's it's just you there's so much waste and as human beings we do that to ourselves yeah we do not use the full support network we have we do not like within ourselves we do not distribute the weight the burdens, the the responsibilities of daily life across our personalities. Mm -hmm. We end up embracing one or two of them and shutting out the others when the others can provide so much value, so much uh, peace of mind, so much stability, so much more ease with certain actions and interactions. Mm -hmm. And I think most people, they're driving around in their lives like, 
with one or two flat tires. Yeah. And the worst part is many times it's self-inflicted flat tires where they've gone, yep, I don't like this tire. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> flatten this tire. I'm gonna get rid of this tire. I don't like this tire. And then the other tires have to work in overdrive. And it's, I mean, also depending on which tires it is that that are flat, the car might end up driving in totally different directions. You might not have control. Yeah. You might crash. Uh, you might burn. Like, and that with your personality, how many times do you crash and burn because you don't. You don't use your personalities. You don't trust your personalities. Mm-hmm. It's about trusting yourself. It's about yeah. trusting yourself and all parts of yourself. And yes, if you can't trust yourself, uh, identify why. Insecurities, burnout, stress, fatigue. Okay, you have those things. You might be forcing things. You might be escaping. You might be creating drama. You might be uh, creating conflicts. Identify, take control mm-hmm. in those moments. But... It's really, really, really important to stop flattening your tires Mm -hmm. because we all do it. We all do it. But if we are conscious of when we do it, we can stop ourselves in the process and inflate them again. Yeah. I mean, how many tires do you have right now that you could inflate? Like, yeah. And and that's exactly the thing. It's, the biggest issue is when it becomes a chronic thing. Because yes, there might be certain specific situations where one of those tires isn't gonna fit or it's not gonna help you. You know, maybe at a meeting, uh, maybe if you're under review for something, maybe part of your personality isn't the most appropriate in that situation. So yeah, for like one hour, two hours, maybe a day, you can say, okay, I'm gonna focus over here and not over here. But if you're doing that again tomorrow and the day after tomorrow and the next week and the next month and the next year, that's when it becomes a much bigger problem. So it's checking in with yourself regularly and going, okay, is there a part of my personality that I haven't expressed recently, that I haven't allowed myself to enjoy recently? Is there a part of myself that I'm feeling guilty about or insecure about and therefore not allowing? And then going, okay, yes, this part of me how can I start implementing it in a positive way? How can I start enjoying it? How can I let go of some of that guilt that I have around it? Um, for me and my airy side, I know that realizing that some people really appreciate how much space I give them, not just airy people, but yeah. just people in general who f- feel comfortable around me because I don't meddle, I don't... Uh, you know, my electric side will meddle more out of excitement, like, ooh, ooh, what's going on? I want to know. But my airy side is really chill. Like, you'll tell me something, you're like, okay, cool, you know? So seeing that as a positive trait, even though it's not the exact same trait as me disappearing for a month socially, just associating that together with the same part of my personality, seeing positive aspects of that same part of my personality helps eliminate some of that guilt. Also, realizing that when I allow myself to recharge, when I allow myself to stimulate my personality, I'm gonna be happier, I'm gonna be healthier, I'm gonna have more flexibility, I'm going to have more mental clarity, more emotional clarity, so I can use my personality in a better way. Just realizing that is also going to give you a lot of strength in those moments where you're feeling like, yeah, okay, I know I'm suppressing this part of me, but I have my reasons. No, and and like, there are so many things we can do 
to avoid that burnout, that mm-hmm. stress, those insecurities that lead us to pr- suppress part of our lives and or part of personalities. And and really, it boils down to yes, give yourself the regenerative spaces. If you if you don't know what regenerative spaces, it's those activities, those environments, those actions, those types of structure or lack thereof that fill you with energy and peace of mind. It can both be a- active activities what we call active regeneration i'm gonna go swimming i'm gonna go uh cook i'm gonna go play video games i'm gonna go sleep i'm gonna go do an act uh, an activity actively it can be how you design your environment whether you you uh paint the walls a certain color where you put diplomas or pictures of family members on the wall whether you have a minimalistic setup but whatever it is that the space just being in that space makes you feel ah at peace that gives you energy but also peace at the same time Mm -hmm. um the environment that you frequent like what uh uh, what neighborhood do you live in what route do you take when you go to work what spaces do you spend a lot of time and how those affect you that's passive regeneration and then finally we talk about uh proactive regeneration which is doing all the things you're already doing but embracing more your personalities not judging them and rejecting them and concluding for this activity i need to do it this way yes we recommend having agility and being able to step into whatever is required in the moment but many people out of insecurities end up dismissing totally parts of themselves that might have value so we challenge you to kind of see value in parts of your personality and see how you can implement it in those activities when you don't have the luxury of escaping to your regenerative spaces uh and uh, every spaces should never be an escape but um you know what i mean i think you understand what i mean that there are some responsibilities where you just can't change the environment you can't change the activity so how do you make that activity that you have to go through more regenerative right so so yeah. we, we explore all these things so so returning to like the the metaphor of, of kind of a car and needing to have your tires all with good amount of air pressure a balanced amount of air pressure obviously within your personality it's not exactly that balanced but make sure that each tire is at their ideal specs make sure that each of one of your personalities gets the um, amount of time that they need to flourish yeah that they need to feel uh included that they need to feel trusted um yeah, and sometimes it might be difficult right off the bat expressing a part of your personality in the social settings and professional settings that you yeah. already have. Uh, you might feel that part of your personality is rejected by your family or not, yeah. uh, doesn't fit in your workplace, so things like that. But you can seek out new environments, yeah. uh, especially in the beginning when you're figuring things out and where you're probably still going to miscalculate things and you're probably still going to mess up a lot. Allow yourself that. Respect the fact that you're a human being yeah. and we all go through that. Um, you know, seeking out new social settings, seeking out new hobbies, new activities, new subcultures, going to yeah. different parts of town. Uh, you know, there's a reason why some people travel or move to a different country to find themselves because it kind of gives them a blank slate to express so themselves. So everyone has to move <laughs> now, move now, you have to now. No, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> it can be very effective. Steve behind the scenes is standing up and dancing now. Um, it can be very effective, but it's not the only way of doing it. Within your life right now, you can seek out different environments, even if it's just online, uh, seeking uh, out ways where you can start expressing yourself. I, I think a, a, an, a good point, and, and to add a little bit of value and context to what you're saying, is get out of our autopilot. Yeah. 
because we often live in, in autopilot mode, but our autopilot is not very well developed and not very mm -hmm. self-aware. And with lack of self-awareness, but with lots of autopilot, we end up falling into bad habits. Yeah. We fall into not managing our energy levels, our confidence levels. We let our confidence levels be determined by our day-to-day -day lives. We let our energy levels be determined by our day-to-day -day lives. We end up not taking active approaches to recharging our battery levels, to making ourselves feel better. And like you got to do those pit stops. You got to go do your maintenance. You got to do you got to make sure that you are in top shape. Mm -hmm. Sure. You live very dynamic lives. You live intricate lives. I understand that not every moment you can go recharge in an active way. That's why we have three different types of regeneration. That's why we talk about different personalities so that they complement each other, they support each other. You have a support network within yourself mm -hmm. with different personalities. Think of them as like little humans within you, like little <laughs> people, personalities. Like Think of it like, like oh, let me... Like the little angel and devil on your exactly, shoulders. Exactly, the, the <laughs> angel and devil. Like, oh... Electric side, can you help me with this? Uh, I think this this task will be so much easier. Oh, fiery side, can you throw a little passion in here? Can you can you move some people here? Ooh, uh, earthly side, can you can you help this person? Like, like obviously it, it's it's a silly description I'm making right now, but but it might help you. It might help you feel like ooh, you have you have that support network within mm -hmm. yourself because the reality is you you do. You do. You have way more capacities than you think. You have way more um, uh, agility than you think. And if you s get out of autopilot, take control of your life, make sure to understand that you can directly influence the way you feel in terms of energy levels, motivation, concentration. I mean, these are things that Many people, when they're in suboptimal states, they're like, I can't concentrate. I can't finish things. I can't do this. I can't do that. And yes, we're all wired differently. Some people have a harder time concentrating than others. Some people have a harder time doing certain things than others. But I've met a lot of people who feel like, oh, I'm broken, so I can't yeah. do anything about it. And they stop taking control. And the reality is... And this is scientifically proven. You can do activities that increase dopamine levels, serotonin levels, different things in your brain. You can do activities that m change how you feel. Sure, some of you might need to supplement it with supplements. So, uh, we don't want to replace any doctor or anything like that. But understand that if you feel broken, you live in a moment in time where you have opportunities to change things. Yeah. You can change things through medical, through uh, uh, supplementation, through diet, through exercise, but also through stimulus changes. At yeah. Developed Element, we focus more on stimulus changes. Uh, you can take a wholesome, complete approach and explore all the avenues that you need, but there's so much that can be done through through mind exercises, through changing your environment, through seeking certain activities. I mean, I've seen it with my sister. My sister's a person who, primarily introverted, also has suffered from a lot of shyness and insecurities, a lot of trauma, uh, has suffered through a lot of uh, it challenges that for many years she didn't speak. Mm -hmm. She didn't get out of the house. She didn't get out of her room. She didn't. There were a lot of things. She had social anxiety. She had general anxiety. She had panic attacks. And it's not that to this day she's immune to those things. Mm -hmm. But 
now she shows up. Now she has a life that is dynamic. It's wholesome. It's complete. And yes, has she done many different things in many different areas of life? Yes. But I've seen so much growth and so much change from that decision of, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. I'm going to uh, go through a personal development journey. I'm going to uh, change things in my life. I'm going to build a support network. I'm going to keep myself accountable. People who know her, who have known her for years, the difference between five years ago and today, <laughs> it's yeah. mind-blowing. I mean, I remember Steve here who's known us who's he's family i mean he's yeah. family he's he's practically lived with us on and off for years since since we were teenagers and i remember there was a few years of difference between having like where we were in different countries different parts of the yep. world where we didn't see each other <laughs> basically through what was junior high and high school for me and what was high school and starting college and careers and such for them uh through that time, for about seven years or so, Steve was living with us part-time, uh, very much there all the time, knew us very well. Um, but then there were a few years where you know I was living in Japan, mm. they were living in other places, doing other things, and then we've kind of reunited here in Mexico now. No, we but we reunited well, in we the reunited U.S. reunited first in the U.S. About for a, year ago, a, little for over a conference year ago. that we were at. And... Steve's reaction when we met up in the U.S. for that conference about a year ago, mm. I remember just the look on his face like... <sighs> she speaks. <laughs> she like, just today, I've heard her talk so much more than I did in seven years in Canada. Yeah. Uh, and the shock on his face. For me, it was funny uh, because I've already had a bit of time to process the fact that I've experienced many changes. Uh, but like this is... It's, it has been a long process, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it has involved many different types of information, yeah. many different types of resources, many different yeah. things that I've seeked out, things that I've tried, that I've tested, some that didn't work, some that did work. Um, but I'd kind of lived with my process a little bit longer. I'd seen other people's reactions. Yeah. I'd seen my mother cry a lot of times when I'd be speaking in public, and she'd start crying. Like, she's speaking. Oh, my God. Um, you know, but I kind of gotten used to my own changes and my own process. So seeing Steve's reaction was really, really funny. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard f to explain because you see her here having dynamic confidence conversations. She goes on stage, she's on camera. Yes, not every day is equally easy. Some days are harder for her than others. Mm -hmm. uh, but the life and the impact, I mean, I remember... Also going through a period of years of not seeing her because I was living in Vancouver. Then I lived a bit in, in different parts of Mexico. She was living in Japan. And then we met up after... Well, we might have seen each other once a year for like holidays and things, but just very briefly, right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, I actually went and visited her in Japan. Yeah. I saw her in her environment yeah. and I was like... <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> she was suddenly living. She was making more money than me. She had more friends than me. She had a much more dynamic life than me. And I was like, she's the shy introvert that doesn't speak. <laughs> and I'm the more extroverted person who usually fills the house. And 
we've kind of almost switched roles. Like, yeah. and what had <laughs> happened is she had she had one of the things she had done was she had stopped suppressing her introverted side as much. Uh, not extroverted well, side. <laughs> well, both. But basically, because she lived in an environment that was more introverted, with much more personal space, much more respect, mm-hmm. much more structure, much more safety, uh, her introverted side could regenerate passively enough for her extroverted side to unlock Mm -hmm. and suddenly come out naturally and then when we started this project she started developing it further and embracing it and exploring it and giving it it the importance it deserves and now there are days that I well she's definitely more extroverted than me sometimes <laughs> and it's like I can't keep up with with her extroverted activity. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like you guys go, you electric <laughs> people, you go. I'm gonna just I'm gonna chill here. It's a little bit sad sometimes when you've grown up with the expectation that your brother is extroverted, and then he doesn't have the extroverted energy to join on all the adventures all the time. Yeah, because uh, I'm fire. <laughs> I'm not electric. And electric yeah. people need constant adventure and fun. And <laughs> I need productivity results. And I direct my energy differently. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> for me, it's harder to disconnect than embrace those uh, adventures and things, which I understand the value. And obviously, I, that's what I preach. That's what I teach. That's why I hired Steve. That's <laughs> uh, that Steve said that behind the scenes. I repeated him. That's why why you hired Steve. Um, yeah. And and the thing is, it's not something that happens overnight. No. And it's not like all your problems suddenly go away and suddenly your life is perfect. You know, I've done personal development through many different routes for a long time. And in some environments, there has been that expectation that, oh, you're going to have a big aha moment, overnight change, and the rest of your life is going to be perfect. And it's not quite like that. It's this ongoing building of developing yourself, developing your resources, both your tangible and intangible resources. Intangible resources like your thinking patterns, your emotions, how you deal with things, how you approach your personality, how you express it your support system, the people that you involve in your life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, like I can say from experience, you can come from a place where you're definitely struggling with so many things that everyday life is extremely hard and get to a part where it gets easier and easier and easier. Um, And yes, there are going to be different aspects of that that you're going to look at. Yes, there are going to be times when it's hard. Yes, there are going to be times when you feel like you're going backwards because suddenly you're, you know, with your face in the mud again and like, yeah. oh my God, all these problems, am I ever going to be no, better? And, and but if you have that mindset of, I'm going to figure this out one way or another, then you're willing to try different things because sometimes. Yes, it's finding a solution for something, but sometimes it's embracing a part of yourself that you're judging. Sometimes it's coming to terms with a situation. You know, sometimes it's not about fixing something, it's about embracing it and figuring out how to make it work in your life. Uh, That's been a huge part of my process for so many things, including my personality and health problems and other things. but if you have that attitude I'm gonna, of I'm going to figure it out, then even if you're stagnant for a while, even if you feel like you're going backwards for a while, even if you run out of energy to work on it for a while, eventually you're going to get back up and say, okay, now I'm going to get back. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's very important to understand that we live dynamic lives. If we are actually stepping out of our comfort zone, we are growing, we are challenging ourselves, we're going to face rejection. We're going to yeah. face 
challenges. We're going to fail. We're going to make mistakes. And we're going to embrace those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have moments of insecurities. We're going to have moments of uh, feeling inadequate. We're going to have moments where you're going to like see a side of us and feel wrong. Like, oh yeah. my goodness, how, how, how did I do that? We're going to punish ourselves sometimes. And we have to be very careful to not let those moments define us. Because... Yeah. Uh, we tend to give too much power to those moments. We yeah. t- tend to give too much power to those experiences, those traumas, those fears, those anxieties. And we have a lot of control about how much power we give to those things. Yeah. Because we tend to amplify the negative. We a- tend to amplify the bad because of survival instincts. I mean, we have fears. We're wired in a way where we have fears because we need to survive. Yeah. But... Now we live in a point in time in history where we maybe don't need to amplify those fears so much. We mm-hmm. don't need to uh, live lives that are so, like, we're not on constantly on the run. Some people are. But, yeah. I mean, we, have, we still have caveman brains in, in that sense. Like, we still have certain instincts. And when we realize and have a conscious conversation with ourselves, and it's like, okay. It's okay to fail. It's okay to, like, the consequences are not instant death in most cases. The mo- it's really a lot of, ah, okay, I've made a mistake or I had a difficult day. I had a day that I couldn't get out of bed. I had a day that maybe I, maybe I miscalculated my personality and I offended someone or maybe I said the wrong thing or maybe I, I did something that I regret. How can I learn from that? How can yeah. I grow from that? I mean, we, we talk about this in other episodes where we go like, you don't go to a martial arts teacher and tell him you don't want to get hit or you don't uh, want to get hurt. You don't practice to the Olympics with the mentality of not falling down. You plan on getting back up, right? And like when it comes to our personalities, how many times do we make a mistake with one of our personalities and it's like, nope, I'm never using that personality again. Yeah. I'm never going to sh- uh, share my opinions. I'm never going to be emotionally expressive again. I'm never going to be this again. I'm never going to be playful again. I'm never going to be that because every time I do it, it ends up bad. And mm-hmm. that's not true. We can control how we direct a personality. Yeah. And it's... It's something that at first it can be hard, but I think something very, very valuable is having good support networks. Yeah. I think having friends who challenge you to step out of your comfort zone here at the office. I mean, I'm, I'm super grateful for the team I have because I have a bunch of insecurities to this day. I mean, they don't paralyze me as much as they did before, but I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think anyone in this world doesn't have insecurities. I think if you're self-aware, you'll understand how your insecurities affect you and you'll deal with them accordingly. Yeah. Uh, but I have certainly be had moments where I get so into the work and so into autopilot that I start hiding without knowing. Yeah. Like finally yesterday I launched my personal YouTube channel with some cool videos and I'm super excited and super grateful for all the support of everyone here behind the scenes. Um, but the process to get there was was tough. <laughs> me make like me building a personal channel, personal uh, website. The website is still under construction, but like talking about myself or covering anything about myself, that was like it was so much easier to be like develop your yeah. element <laughs> and separate myself <laughs> from it. And but when I wanted to kind of amplify my voice voice a little bit because I realized that I had some things to share. Uh, 
more personally. That was tough. And having support networks, having people tell me, listen, you have this that's valuable, you have this that's valuable, this thing you did this time, this thing you said changed my life, this helped me. I understand some people might not receive it, some people might judge it, some people might, might but you have to share it and you mm -hmm. have to do this. And like I'd be like, no, 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 better let's do it like this way. Don't hi stop hiding, stop like, and I've had people be like, like your fire, you you gotta use your fire more. And I'm like, no, 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 no. My, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna use my earthy side. It's more diplomatic. It's more inclusive. You guys, I'm gonna be inclusive. I'm gonna make sure that yeah. everyone is front mm -hmm. and center. And like, while it's, I I'm very happy about my earthly side uh, being inclusive and ethical and all that good stuff. I did realize that I was hiding. I yeah. was I was hiding. I was. I was afraid of judgment. My, I had an imposter syndrome. I had different things. It's like, <gasps> so it was so much easier when I could hide behind a brand. When yeah. I could hide behind a brand and spread the load b across many different uh, instructors across the world because we have many different instructors in different countries, speak different languages. So if I could kind of share the burden a bit. And that's why. And that has worked well to get me to this point uh, to embrace my voice a little bit uh in the last few days i've made some very raw videos where yeah. i kind of share a lot more about my personal context a lot about my fears my insecurities my failures my 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 goals my ethical values my mission my vision i mean we, we've done some really beautiful stuff uh but it's I wouldn't have been able to do that without that support network yeah. so thank you you and mm -hmm. thanks to everyone behind the scenes but Build support networks. Build yeah. good support networks because we are social beings, and when you have good support network, uh, everything just gets so much easier. And there are many people around you right now who probably want to help you that just don't mm -hmm. know how to help you. Yeah. And they might be helping you in an opposite way than what you want. Take the time to educate them. Educate them on your needs, on your challenges, on your fears, on your personality. Yeah. Give them context. The more context you give them, the more they're going to be able to help. If you don't give them context, they're going to try to help you, but they might do the opposite of what you need. So explain yeah. to them what is it that you need, why is it you need it. Don't just say, I need this. Be like, I need this because I have this personality, this fear, this context, this experience, and give them a more wholesome explanation as to how they can help you mm -hmm. because I'm willing to bet you that there are many people wanting to help you that you're not letting in, that you're not letting them help you uh, because of your own fears and insecurities and stuff. Let them in. Yeah. Let them in if you see that they have good intentions. Even if they fail, even if they... Let them in because uh, things get easier. Things get easier. Yeah. I think here, here at the team, we've done a very good job at keeping each other in check, keeping each other focused, uplifting each other, regenerating each other when someone is down, when someone has a challenge, being there for each other. Even the introverts. I made the mistake in the early days of developed element of being... So they're introverts. They need all the space in the world. <laughs> I'm going to leave them be. And yes, you don't want to come with too much intensity with introverts, but sometimes being like, yo, I have your back whenever you have time, whenever you have a moment, or you're included. We haven't forgotten about you. Like, yeah. uh, I'm giving you space, <laughs> but like, we're here. Like, no pressure, but like, things like that, they go a long way. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, it's, you know, learning how to manage both your own personality and other people's personalities it is a process 
there are going to be times exactly where maybe with introverts you give them so much space that you stop inviting them to things, you stop including them in things, you stop communicating with them, and they feel left out and abandoned and confused and they don't know what to do yeah. because they don't have information and so on. Uh, maybe you start being so fun and excitement oriented with electric people that yeah. you don't talk about the serious things that also need yeah. to be talked about. Uh, so yeah, like it's a, it's a skill that you fine tune with experience, yeah. with more information. Maybe you hear other people's experiences and you go, oh, I've been doing that. Okay. Um, but I think the key is to know that there is a direction you can go in where things get a lot yeah. better. Because, um, yeah, when we suppress our personalities, also we have all the reasons in our head of why we're doing it. We're very, even we when we're suppressing it, it and in denial of it, somewhere deep down we do know why we're doing it. We do know what's going on. We're like, but this rejection and that thing that happened and this mistake I made and this real big fuck up that I had. And, you know, we have the whole story of why it's a better idea to suppress our personality. Yes, okay, that story's there. But we have to understand that that story built up through a vicious cycle. That story built up over, okay, we had a little rejection, so we suppressed ourselves a little bit, or we avoided certain aspects of our personality a little bit, we drained ourselves a little bit, we got a little bit more insecure. Yeah. Then as a result of being drained and insecure, we had a slightly bigger fuck up, or a bigger rejection, or a bigger issue, and then it builds and it builds and it builds, to the point where we conclude, oh, this part of me is wrong. But no, you just haven't had the tools for dealing with it. Sometimes we just don't have the resources to make the best choices or to do things in a way that's going to work. That doesn't mean that we are a failure or that we are broken. It means we didn't know at the time. We didn't have the resources at the time. So if you give yourself the chance to build up your resources, to gain more information, to gain more experience, and to start making decisions based on that. And even if you fuck up in that process, believe in yourself and believe that with time, with experience, things are going to get better, you're not going to drain yourself as much, you're not going to punish yourself as much, you're not going to judge yourself as much, which are three things that we're good at doing, but that don't help the situation. And, and the other thing we have to critically ask ourselves is what people around us are suppressing certain parts of our personality. Mm -hmm. I know many people who have been in, in not-so-beautiful relationships where they couldn't be themselves, yeah. where every time they demonstrated certain character traits, they would be told that they were wrong. Yeah. Like I, some of the funniest people I know have had partners that told them they were not funny yeah. and gone years thinking that they were not funny. Yeah. Some of the uh, m kindest, most generous people I know have been told that they're selfish. Uh, some of the most, like, I if you have a relationship that's very strong in terms of importance or frequency in which you spend time with that person, and you see that that relationship is leading to a lot of suppression of your personality, there has to be some changes made. Yeah. Obviously, we don't have context to tell you what to do. Obviously, uh, with Develop Element, with these tools, we give you tools that help you generate more empathy, more communication, explain your context to people of other personalities so that they can value and celebrate you more. Uh, we've seen contrasting relationships suddenly become harmonious. We've seen 
uh, relationships at breaking points certainly become stronger. Uh, so I don't want to say that, oh, good, like, okay, if you see that, run. No, I mean, uh, that might be the solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have the answers because we don't have the context. Yeah. Uh, but understand that if there's someone in your life that is constantly cutting you into pieces or making you feel small or more insignificant, wrong, or that you can't be yourself, then you have to take control, take responsibility, change that dynamic. Mm -hmm. Because I have certainly seen people I really care about, that I love, that I have known for many, many years, end up in relationships where they become small. They lose themselves. They lose their voice. They lose their personality. Suddenly they stop being the best version of themselves so just be aware of that too because i have certainly seen sometimes it's a boss sometimes it's a partner sometimes it's a parent sometimes and yes sometimes it can be fixed by just taking the time to explain your context or communicating in a way that the other person can understand and communicate your process in the way the other person can understand and then they won't judge your process as much that sometimes works but sometimes it's the, the other person's insecurities it can be many different things you can change many different things. You can change how much it influences you, their words. You can uh, understand that, ooh, they're coming from a place of insecurities of a different context. Okay, I won't let it influence me as much. Or maybe that person, I need to spend less time with them. There are many different directions. Only you know what's the right way. Yeah. But just make sure that you don't get stuck in autopilot and justifying abuse or justifying uh, activities that or, or, or dynamics that are unhealthy processes that are unhealthy just stop justifying and stop living in autopilot yeah take control no and and sometimes like you know in develop your element we do talk a lot about not burning bridges at least not as your first or second step yeah but there are situations where yeah there are relationships that just don't work where you just completely want different things and in that situation maybe it's not even like a terrible toxic abusive relationship sometimes things just don't work sometimes people just are happier taking different routes and and going down different paths so that's definitely an option too uh but yeah definitely look at the situations of life your relationship from one aspect your job your hobbies uh the way you organize your life you know if you look at every part of your life, even the little ones like how you dress or um, you know your morning routines, little things like that, if you start looking at all the different areas of your life and go, okay, how is this affecting me? Is it giving me more energy, more peace, more happiness? Is it making me feel like my life is being enriched? Like, is it giving me good vibes or not so much? If yes, cool. Maybe even implement more in that, more of that in your life. Maybe find ways of increasing and amplifying that in your life. If no, look at how can I change it? If I can change it, if I cannot change it, if there's nowhere working it, or, or like the effort of fixing or changing it is bigger than the benefits that I would get from it. Okay, how do I put a distance? How do I have less of this in my life? Or how do I start cutting this out from my life? Um, that is part of the process and your personality will be play a role in that in terms of the levels of stimulus and your regenerative spaces and things like that but there are also things that are just going to be based on personal interest personal values goals uh backstory all these other things mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it's a lot but if you don't start or if you avoid it 
you're going to be more and more exhausted yeah. uh, and more and more unhappy by the time you do approach it. Uh, and you don't have to tackle everything at once. Yeah. That's another thing. You know, you don't have to be like, okay, I'm going to overhaul my entire life right now because that can even be stressful. Even if the changes are good, so to speak, the intensity of it can be overwhelming. So taking it at your own pace, like, okay, right now I have a lot of energy, a lot of flexibility to tackle a lot of things, great. Right now I don't have that much energy to tackle big things, but maybe I can tackle how I organize my closet or how I organize my pantry. Okay, cool. Day to day you'll make the, the choices that are right for you in that moment. Yeah, and, and I think I if you haven't watched the episode on interconnected goals, that will give you a lot of yeah. context, a lot of value, because we talk in Develop Element about interconnecting your goals. Yeah. Don't let short-term uh, problems take you away from your long-term goals. Make sure that you also have smaller goals that you can celebrate, that give you the energy and the confidence to keep going, to make you feel like you're advancing, because if you make your goals too far off, you won't feel like you're advancing enough, so you'll feel stuck. Uh, so just kind of make sure to interconnect your goals, because... Not every day is going to be perfect. Not every day is going to be, be your best day. But if you take control, if you stop accepting certain things in your life and basically identify what things you can do to make your life more wholesome, more complete, include more of your personalities, more of your elements, things get easier. Things yeah. get easier. And it's a journey. But yeah, pick your make build a support network, take control. Uh, and also identify very clearly that just because one set of personality uh, has made mistakes doesn't mean it can't also enrich your life. Yeah. And also understand that if you're rejecting it for the fear of other people rejecting it, you're not even giving them the opportunity to say yes. You're automatically yeah. telling the world that no, that <laughs> part of you is invalid. So yeah. stop invalidating yourself. And yeah, um, I think that basically covers kind of what we wanted to talk about today yeah. with suppressing your personality. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a very, very big thing. I think it's a very, very important thing that you really explore. I've seen people who've worked with personal development, personality theory, uh, identify years later in the process or years into the process. <gasps> when I was X years old, I suppressed this side of me because I was rejected and I feared it ever since. Yeah. And I can now tell that it's important. I've I've seen that more times than I would like to admit. Yeah. Uh, so, so just be very, very retrospective or introspective. 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 Yeah. Be, be, try to identify how you were as a kid. Sometimes... As you grow up, you become more independent and more yourself. But sometimes when you're a kid, you have more liberties, less judgments. And as you grow up, you might receive more judgment. You might get bullied. You might get rejected. You might get your heart broken. And you might suppress yourself. I've seen both sides happen. I've seen some people flourish as they grow. And I've seen some people shut themselves down as they grow. Yeah. But identify how you were when you were younger and see what changed and why. And uh, if there's something you see that you've shut down, try to identify when and why it happened and try to get back into implementing that part of you little by little because, yeah. I mean, all parts of you have value. And yeah, so anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Um, No, just next week, I think. Uh, I think it's next week that we start going into this. Uh, we 
call it turning your pitfalls into superpowers. Yeah. But that's where we go into, you know, element by element. Okay, what are some of yeah. the pitfalls or weaknesses or challenges that you feel you have from that element? Uh, and how do you start actually applying those as strength, as, you know, superpowers, as we call them, as things that can really add value to your life? So it's, in a way, a continuation of what we've been yeah, talking about I mean, about today is a lot of the why you should embrace and develop and convert those pitfalls into superpowers. And next week is a lot of the how. Yeah. Uh, I like a lot of the like tackling, okay, this personality can really have this strength if you do this. And yeah. So, so yeah, definitely, definitely check that one out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you want to be notified when we have more of these videos or any other videos that we add, don't forget to subscribe and uh, ring the bell. And uh, yeah, see you next week. Same time, same place. Have a good one. Have a good one.